Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Talk, and it is March 1st. Ladies and gentlemen, we have gone through February already, even with the leap year. Uh, welcome into Sports Talk today. Uh, got a lot to talk to. I think that we always say that, though. Uh, NFL Talk with Ryan Roberts, uh, draft analyst and host of the first team on the Believe Podcast Network, coming up at 435. We'll get the latest from the NFL Combine. We'll also hear from Jaden Daniels, who spoke today uh, at the podium uh, and with CBS Sports. Uh, 520, we'll get into some LSU baseball talk with Koki Riley, who covers uh, the Tigers baseball and football team for the Times Picky Union Advocate, previewing the weekend of baseball in Houston, Texas. UL Lafayette and Texas State, 620, Ali Cosell, credentialed NBA writer covering the Pelicans. The Pels are back in action tonight to host the Pacers, a team they lost to in Indiana on Wednesday. Good news tonight, Charlie. We've got Jose Grand Theft Alvarado back in He's action. Back. Yeah, so uh, and another good news. No Pelicans listed on the injury report. Hallelujah. Yeah, for the first time in forever, it feels like <laughs> Zion doesn't have the left foot contusion. He's not dealing. He's not limited. He's not questionable. B.I. is good. good go. C.J.'s good. I think the line kind Trey of proves that. Good. The line backs that up. The line right now, the, the Pels are five-and-a-half-point favorites as of current recording. Wow, okay. Yeah, heading into this game after they just lost on Wednesday to the Pacers. But granted, we know all the circumstances behind that, the back-to-back on the road and how they flew in. They got in at like 6 o'clock in the morning via Jen Hale. And then they had to play at 7.30 that night for you know ESPN. And they had to play all their stars, too. I think Adam Silver made the call, like, you can't be sitting your stars. You're, you're on ESPN. You're on national television. you got to play this game. And uh, they were obviously on tired legs with – this is how everything kind of worked out the night before. You talk about that. I am interested to see what they end up doing with Jonas Valanciunas tonight. We'll talk to Ali Cosell in the 6 o'clock hour more about that. But uh, JV only with seven minutes against the Pacers, and it was basically because they really are a smaller lineup. Yeah, that was strange to me. I don't know why. I, I was actually texting Cullen. I was, did Jonas get hurt? Right, that's what something? I thought, too. I didn't understand either. But no, nothing was coming up. And a lot of gambling Twitter was really up in arms about that because they were like, oh, I took Jonas six rebounds. They're like, why isn't he playing? He only played seven minutes. So I don't even know really why they went away from him early on because, I mean, yeah, the Pacers did go small at points, but you can mismatch with Jonas Valanciunas. He's one of the few, like, true 
throw it to him on the block and let him go to work, you know, players in the NBA as far as the center goes, uh, he's still got great skills as an offensive player. And when you have to play a team like the Pacers that's going to put up points every single given night, right. they don't play defense. They play great offense. They don't play any defense. <laughs> Sometimes you got to match them. And the Pels, you know, they went on some runs. They matched them from time to time. But when it came down to it, Tyrese Halliburton really put them away. Uh, some news coming out after sports talk yesterday. We didn't get to get into it all, Charlie. And I know you even texted me like, wow, this came out like right after we got off the air. That- I think the first report was like 7.58. It was <laughs> right. Like right after. Uh, Saints are planning to release veteran safety Marcus May at the start of the league year. That's coming from Jordan Schultz of Bleacher Report. Uh, May had signed a three-year, $22.5 million contract with the Saints as a free agent twenty in 2022. Uh, he missed as many games as he played in two seasons, though, unfortunately, and that includes a three-game suspension. Now, if the Saints designate him a post-June 1st cut, He'll count $2.4 million in dead money and open $7.2 million in cap space. Uh, May turns 31 next week, and he spent the first five seasons with the Jets uh, after they selected him in the second round in 2017. And in 77 career games, we had eight interceptions, 28 passes defense, five forced fumbles, and four and a half sacks. Uh, definitely someone that they're going to have to replace, but not a huge factor for this squad that they're going to be missing this coming year. And it'll be interesting to see what do they do in that spot now. No, and I remember that he missed basically the last, I think, six weeks on the IR. So, I mean, as you said, he played uh, sparingly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sparingly while he was here. So, it didn't really work out. I mean, you move on, that's fine. I think they like what they have in Jordan Howden, the rookie fifth round pick out of Minnesota from last year. And right, we saw showed. Because his... when we were projecting him once they picked him, because he was a guy that played special teams in college. So, we're thinking, okay, this is a special teams pick and everything. But when he was playing as a safety, although albeit sparingly, uh, he, he showed some flashes at points. And I think that they like what they have in him. They could potentially develop him. And then at the same time, so you have Howden, and you can also spend a draft pick this year. On a safety. Why not? I mean, it's a need now. Like, Marcus May's gone, and I understand why they got rid of him. They're still trying to get under the cap, and he was a name that probably came up multiple times when you're thinking of players to move on from from last year's team, and they made the move. Yeah, to me, definitely not a huge need, but definitely a need either for draft or free agency in the safety position. Yeah, I, I imagine they'll probably fill it in the draft. Personally, just you think uh, I would think maybe a veteran, you know, player. Is uh, there anyone that really kind of stands out to you though in this veteran free agent class for safeties? In the price range, no, not really, not That's at the I'm moment. Thinking. So I think you probably go with a cheap option with this with a rookie. Want to hear from you on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line. It's 504-260-1870. Before the LSU baseball team's able to get in action tonight, uh, we're going to have to first deal with the uh, Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, who are taking on number nine ranked Vanderbilt currently. They're in the bottom of the third inning, so at least that game's uh, getting underway and moving along, but they were delayed because the first matchup between Houston and Texas State State ended up going extra innings, Texas State winning in 10. Yeah, shout out to the Sun Belt. Texas State takes down (laughs) Houston in the first game of the weekend. We'll see if the Cajuns can follow suit and take down a top 10 ranked Vanderbilt squad. But after the end of this game, there will be an hour between uh, the end of this game and the start of the LSU-Texas game. So once we have have a full update on what time LSU-Texas is going to start, we'll pass it along. Uh, did you get to watch any of the combine coverage with NFL Network? Honestly, I did not watch any of the workouts fully. I've seen highlights yeah, I've of seen the 40s Twitter. and things like that on uh, on television, but nothing like I'm tuning in and just staying focused on all these workouts. No, people were freaking out yesterday. I know about Devondre Sweat and how <laughs> yes. much of a freak he was at 360 pounds, a defensive tackle from Texas, and how he ran like a 5-2-7, which if you – 
you know, take his weight and put it down to like a normal weight of like, uh, I guess, a, a receiver or something that like gets out to 4.2 something. It's ridiculous. He's a freak athlete uh, at his size. And then he also did like a high jump and everything like that. So, yeah, Tavondre Sweat was the big highlight that I saw from the combine so far. Today I know that it was tight ends and cornerbacks. We're going to be talking with Ryan Roberts in a couple, about 15 minutes, about what he's seen from the combine so far. This tight end class, Steve, we've talked about it. It is got one gem in it, and then the rest is very lackluster. It's, Completely opposite, I think, of last year, right? Yeah, last year was so fantastic. Chalked. It was it was stocked. It was what you know, like I guess what Mike said, the the best tight end class that he's ever seen, and uh, in his thirty years of doing scouting. So the Saints did not get a tight end from that class, unfortunately. We saw a lot of them really shine in their rookie season, so he wasn't lying about that. But this year, it's Brock Bowers and everybody else. Right. Like, the second guy is Sanders from Texas, and he's probably, like, a late second-round pick. So, if you want to get a tight end this year to help your offense, you're going to have to spend that first-round pick on Bowers, if he even falls to you at pick 14. I'm actually interested to see what Roberts has to say about that because just, you know, from different mocks that I've seen, I've seen him go as high as, like, 5 okay, and as low as, like, 16. But he's, like, the 10th graded prospect on Mike's big board. So it's about positional value. Do you want to take a tight end, you know, in the top 10 picks? Is he going to fall into the teens? If he falls into the teens, he's not going to fall very far. No, I've seen a few mocks. Even we had uh, Jeff Nowak and I talked to Matt Miller of ESPN. Yeah, yeah, the Saints and, and yeah, he's in his mock draft. He has the Saints uh, drafting Brock Bowers. And you know what? I think we kind of batted this around. I would not mind that at all. I one am bit. warming up to it more and more. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Like, I, I won't be upset if they take an offensive lineman. I won't be upset if they take a defensive lineman. If they take Brock Bowers, once again, won't be upset. I like the pick. Yeah, it's something where if you bring him in, it doesn't mean it's the end of Jawan Johnson. I think they could be a, a pretty nice tandem together uh, for the Saints and may even light an extra fire under Jawan, who had a, a less than a desirable season last year after everybody was raving about him in training camp. I think pretty much everyone in the media – uh, was raving about what we saw from Jawan Johnson and was hyping him up as this fantasy stud going yeah, into the year, and he just didn't, didn't really, perform. Didn't really work out until at least late in the year. He had that great game against Tampa Bay. Yeah, but I think yeah, the expectations for Jawan were to be a true tight end one after they extended him in last year's offseason. He didn't really take that next step, Steve. So no, no it didn't work out. And then once again, he was dealing with injuries throughout the year, so you got to give him you know that kind of respect. But when it comes to Brock Bowers, if you can go and get a guy like that that's been projected and kind of talked about compared to George Kittle and even like Travis Kelsey and stuff like that is like the top gem of the tight end class. And then with everyone else not being that great, if you really want to upgrade the tight end position, Brock Bowers is the way to do it. Yeah, and to me, you look at the weapons that the Saints do have, and it's pretty remarkable. You look at, obviously, a Chris Olave. You have Rashid Shaheed. You've got a Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara. Uh, and then you add a Brock Bowers to that mix. I think that's pretty nasty. Yeah, I mean, it gives them some space because you know how <laughs> Just got to work on right. that O-line. Yeah, well, that's that's why a lot of people think that they're going to go O-line at 14. And I would not be upset. It really does depend on how the draft kind of shapes up. Right. Because if you're looking at the top 10, I'd imagine that eight or maybe even nine of the first 10 picks are going to be offensive players. And then Dallas Turner is probably going to be that one guy. Maybe he goes to Atlanta at pick eight. That, that would make sense to me at least. Uh, I think at around nine, you're going to see the Bears take a receiver, maybe an offensive lineman. They could go Roma Dunze there from Washington, the receiver. And then once you get into you know the teens, that's where if Brock Bowers falls out of those first ten picks, which he might if he doesn't go at like pick five to the Chargers, then he might fall to around that range. And if, if you're the Saints, you have to heavily consider it if he's there at pick 14. Or another thing that Mike and I have talked about, if you're at pick 14 and Brock Bowers is there, 
and a team really wants him from, let's say, like the 18 to 22 range or something like that, and they want to trade up, yes, trade (laughs) back. I know Loomis doesn't do it. I know he never does it, but it's an option. Never say never, right? Right. So. We're going to take a break, step away. We'll get you right back with more sports talk. You can give us a call on the Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and text line 504-260-1870. Top of the fourth inning in Houston right now. Vanderbilt and the Raging Cajuns are still scoreless. Uh, We'll be back with more sports talk right after this on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long. Cullen Steele running master control, keeping me and Charlie in line. Happy to welcome out into the radio huddle Ryan Roberts, NFL draft analyst and host of the first team. You can check that out on the Believe Podcast Network. Ryan, how you been, man? I'm good, fellas. I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Doing fantastic. Uh, How are things at the NFL Combine? I know you got to be pretty busy in Indy. Uh, It's tiring, man. It's it's great. It's my favorite week of the year, honestly, (laughs) but it's – it's a lot of hustle and bustle, a lot of late nights, a lot of content going out right now. So staying busy, to say the least. Definitely appreciate you giving us some time. Uh, so far, for I know the sure. quarterbacks were speaking today. Uh, what were your initial impressions? A lot of LSU and Saints fans curious to know about uh, what Jaden Daniels had to say. Yeah, no, I, I thought. Um, I mean, I, I thought overall the quarterbacks handled themselves really well. Just in general, it was a. You know, it's obviously a big, a big part of this process is, you know, people always want to hyper-focus on athletic testing and all those types of things. But, you know, the interviews and the, the prep these guys get, you know, to be able to answer questions appropriately, I, I think was, you know, is a big part of the equation here. I, for James specifically, I thought he handled himself really good. You know, he, he did a really good balance of answering the questions the right way, but also showing a little bit of his of his flair, a little bit of his personality, which is very important. You know, it, it, it can't just be, 
you know, the point blank, you know, just straight answer all the time. You, I think as a quarterback, in order to captivate people, you need really need to show your full personality and show the leadership qualities that you have. And everybody around that LSU uh, program that I've spoken with speaks very highly of Jaden has for the last couple of years now, obviously of his time since transferred from Arizona state. So I thought he's just continuing the process, man. I, it's unfortunate that he's not going to be working out and throwing until the pro day. But it, as far as the personality and the leadership qualities, I think he certainly showed himself well today in the, in the um, immediate availability. Staying a little bit with LSU here, Ryan, I want to talk about Malik neighbors. Cause if you look at this draft class, the amount of first-round receivers that we're going to see come off the board is probably going to be around six, seven, maybe upwards of eight. That's just how good yeah. this class is. But if you're looking at the very top of it, it's like Marvin Harrison Jr. and then Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze are all th- guys that are expected to go in the top ten. But when you're yeah. looking at Roma Dunze and watching his tape, a lot of people have kind of made the comparison to DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, Mike Dettelier, who's an NFL draft analyst here, has made the comparison of Marvin Harrison Jr. to like a Larry Fitzgerald. But – he said the one guy that's kind of hard to give a comp to is LSU's Malik Neighbors. I just want to get your thoughts on him yeah. as a prospect and what your kind of player comp for him is. Yeah, I mean, he's tremendous. And he, I think he's, I do think actually he's a very difficult player to comp because he is just a very unique blend of traits. You know, you kind of see the size right around six foot, 200 pounds. And you kind of have an assumption about a player when you see the body type, right? And you kind of see some of the explosiveness that he has, that he's probably a really quick twitch player, which he is, and he has good long speed, which he does, and he is able to run routes, which he can. But I think the thing that makes him very special and unique is that one of my favorite early impressions of him was, man, this kid really finishes well through contact and winning at the catch point and winning above the rim. I mean, he's a really rare player in that in the instance of being able to play bigger than what his size is. You know, So he has a uniqueness to him, a very, very um, unique qualities there. I would say for a guy that just immediately flashes, which is kind of funny because one, one of the popular teams in the top 10 outside of like New York Gi- Giants, people talk about the Chicago Bears as being maybe an option for him at some point in the top 10. And he actually kind of reminds me of DJ Moore a little bit when he was coming out of Maryland. I mean, that was the one thing about DJ was DJ could have just rested on being super fast, explosive and all those things. But DJ was a really good player working through contact and at the catch point. So I think stylistically, He's got a little bit there. I think some of the fantastic catchability maybe is Odell Beckham-ish, I guess, coming out of LSU, right? But I really do think that DJ Moore, body type, play style, there's definitely similarities there in my opinion. Uh, Looking at the Saints in the upcoming NFL draft, obviously they have the number 14 pick overall currently. Uh, Where do you see this team going? There's so many spots they could go from offensive line to wide receiver to maybe uh, another defensive end. But uh, just wondering your feel, uh, where do you have this team or who do you have this team going, at least in one of your mock drafts? Yeah, uh, one one. Uh, so my last two that I've done, I've actually have given them the exact same exact two positions that you just mentioned. One is offensive tackle, one is edge. Okay. I I'm kind of obsessed with Amarius Mims potentially to uh, out of Georgia, just because I know that the future of Ryan Ramchek is a little bit up in the air with you know the injury that obviously sustained. And I mean, but I think Amarius Mims also could potentially swing over the left tackle, like he has that type of athleticism and upside. But then the other guy that if he falls there, which, I, I mean, it's possible. I, I, I think that he's kind of solidified himself a little bit, at least this week, to maybe going a little bit higher than 14, is Jared Verse out of Florida State. I think that he is a, just a tremendous speed-to-power converter. He ran 4.58 this week at over 250 pounds. He had 31 reps on the bench. He was very explosive in everything that he did. So 
I think that he's a tremendous player that if he got the 14, I think, I think it would be a no brainer. Cause I mean, for now he's the, you know, the, the partner in crime with the Cameron Jordan, but you know, from a stylistic and physical perspective, he actually has a little bit of parallels to Cam Jordan. So when he's gone, I think he just kind of takes over the mantle as the, as the top pass rusher, if not in sometime in the near future. So I'm a big fan of Jared Verse, Marius Mims, but I would be on board with a couple of different offensive tackle options potentially there as well. Yeah, I think it's interesting because what you're talking about with Marius Mims, he has very little playing experience in college. I think he only yeah. played eight games, which is like kind of a big red yeah. flag. But, I mean, you said the athletic yeah. traits are there, the talent is there, uh, and some teams obviously yeah. going to take a chance on him in the middle of the first round. Jared Verse, I really like the name as well, but a name that keeps popping up on my timeline, and I, you know, I've talked with Mike about it a bunch, is Byron Murphy from Texas, the defensive tackle. I know they went DT last year, first round with Brian Bercy, and Byron's definitely a different build. He's shorter. He's definitely got the more kind of prototypical defensive tackle build. I just want to get your thoughts on him because I've heard he's also impressed in the combine. Uh, I mean, I mean, gee, he turned in one of the best performances from day one. I mean, he ran, uh, I think it was four four eight seven, and he had a thirty two inch vert, and I mean, he's been explosive throughout his testing, and then obviously when he got onto the field drills as well, I think he looked really smooth, really explosive. So he's really done himself well because he was a he was a guy that people knew about a little bit before the season, but Devondre Sweat was obviously more of the household name from a draft circle perspective, but obviously he just boomed this year, you know, eight and a half tackles for loss, five sacks, and he really started to show his upside. Now you make a great point. I, I think it's, it's, it's very important to talk about is that he is a very different player than Brian Bercy. Like they both can be attack style players. They can both one gap. They can both win and create penetration. But I think the difference is, is that Brian obviously is taller. He is longer. He can do a little bit more of the dirty work, you know, the stuff at the point of attack. You don't really want Byron Murphy to do that a ton because the one negative to his game is that he doesn't have great length. And if you watch him on film, like he can lose at the point of attack sometimes when he doesn't have a great first step. He can get displaced at times. He can get dug out, you know, in double team situations. Like there are some spots that I think there are a little bit of limitations to him, but if you're just asking him to one gap, penetrate, create plays in the backfield, he is certainly a very appealing option for a team that wants to be very aggressive up front. Talking with NFL analyst Ryan Roberts here, and I'm curious your take on a guy the Saints took uh, two years ago uh, to fill that left tackle spot and just has not worked out for this team right now. Curious your scouting yep. grades on a guy like Trevor Penning. Uh, it's funny enough, man. I thought I thought I was pretty high on Penning to start the process, and and when I say start the process, I'm talking about like summer scouting before his final year at UNI. But I I, I had a third round grade on him, and I ended there. I wasn't crazy high on him. I still like him, right? Like I still liked him then. I thought there was a lot of developmental potential. I mean, he's a obviously got great length. He's got a great power profile. He's a smooth overall athlete. Like all the traits are there. But I mean, for people that watch him in Northern Iowa, it, it was great to see all the pancakes and the physicality and you saw it at the senior bowl you know him getting into fights and he's a he's obviously got a mean streak to him but the technique was all over the place man like he just was not a technically refined guy and honestly he played out of control a lot you know he was a little bit over aggressive as a player so I had a third round grade on him I was okay with taking him somewhere early day two but I do think that he was a guy that was pushed up boards just a little bit based upon you know some good athletic testing and stuff but I certainly wouldn't necessarily give up hope, but obviously he's, you know, the time is going to start ticking pretty quickly here if he can't get it turned around. No, we got hope for sure right now. That's for sure. But that's kind of an issue with this draft class and the tackle position is that so many of these top guys are right tackles. 
So if you're going yeah. to, I mean, if you're especially in the range that they're at, because Joel and Olu Fashanu are going to be gone by that point. Talisa Fuaga is yeah. a right tackle, and then you got like guys like Tyler Guyton that I think has played on both sides, but he was mainly a right tackle. And then a little bit down Correct. the board, you talked about Amarius Mims, and I, I mean, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. JC Latham. JC Latham was another also, right right yeah. tackle. So yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of these guys, if, if you're drafting, like Penning is a big question mark for the Saints. But where they're picking, a lot of those guys are going to be playing on the right side unless, you know, they have some kind of plan to play them on the left. Right, right. And, and that's obviously a little bit of the, the dilemma to your point, right, is that this is a really good offensive tackle class. But there is, it was weird, honestly. Before the season, I thought that there was – because, you know, Amarius Mims had only played three games the previous year, started down the stretch of right tackle – J.C. Latham was also the starting right tackle for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And, but, like, Alabama had done this – actually, both teams had done this in, in, over the last few years where they have a really talented left tackle. So there's a right tackle that's going to play that's the left tackle in waiting, and usually they kind of flip those guys over to left tackle during right. the last year. And I was, I was expecting Mims and Latham to both have kind of that trajectory. So I do think like, – I don't think Latham's a left tackle in the next level. I do think that Mims could play left tackle in the next level – but to your point, it is a massive projection. Like, I, Talisi Fulaga, I, I love Fulaga, but Fulaga is a right tackle only. He's not a left tackle on the next level, in my opinion. So you're definitely going to have to consider that because there's not – there's a couple really talented offensive tackles that are right tackle only. They're not guys that have that type of flexibility. And then the last guy I wanted to ask you about here, Ryan, is a guy that I've seen go anywhere as high from pick five to in the mid-teens, and I think it's a positional value pick. That's why it's so kind of up in the air. George's Brock Bowers, who, you know, once yes. again, I've seen a couple times if he falls past the Saints at pick 14, like, I don't know if the Saints don't take him. Uh, I've seen him go as far down as like 16 to the Seahawks, which I think would be great value because he's basically a consensus top 10 prospect. It's just, do you spend a top yep. 10 pick on a tight end? And if you're the Saints and you see a guy like Brock Bowers that, once again, best player available on the board and he's there at pick 14, it's hard to say no to not take him, right? Yes, I would agree. I mean, Brock Bowers for me is a top three overall player in this class, regardless of position, regardless of positional value kind of attached to it as well. I, I think he's tremendous, man. And I think he checked the box today that was very important was some people were like terrified after seeing him next to Rob Gronkowski during the Super Bowl week that he was going to come in and be like 230 pounds. Like they were terrified of it. He came in, he was over 240 pounds. He was over six foot three. His length was good. I think he had near 78 inch wingspan, which is a very solid number for a tight end. So he alleviated, I think, a little bit of the concern over the size, which is a great point. And I also, I don't see him falling. I really don't. I, I, I think there's guys every year that are just kind of like it's, it's an easy evaluation. And Brock Bauer is an easy evaluation, in my opinion. Like he is a very gifted athlete. Can win after the catch. Can high point the football. Can run routes. And even in the run game, although you would think that he isn't a very good blocker, he's actually pretty solid. Like, he's not ever going to be a, you know, he's not going to be George Kittle out there, right, as a blocker. He's not going to just destroy people consistently. But he is a good blocker, especially for his size. So if he is there at 14, I would jump on it. Like, I wouldn't even hesitate on it because that means, in my opinion, you're getting a top three overall player in this class at pick 14, which is obviously tremendous value. NFL Draft Analyst Ryan Roberts, thank you for taking the time to share your knowledge, my man. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Once again, that's Ryan Roberts. You can check out his stuff on the Believe Podcast Network, his, uh, called The First Team, along uh, with the uh, 
Uh, Joe Delion. Joe Delion, yeah. who we got I on earlier sold. this I'm week. I'm sold on Brock Bowers. I know. We've been, we've been batting around three all about the Brock Bowers prospect of coming to the Saints. And, yeah, if he's there I've at 14. I've been, like, warming up to it, and he's, he's saying he's a top three guy. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about it. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on WWL after this. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Saints fans, a chance to meet legend Deuce McAllister, Saints color analyst, tomorrow at the grand opening of the new Cox Mobile in Mid-City, 330 North Carrollton. Stop by, say hi, talk some black and gold football, and you can also register to win an autographed helmet that's signed by Deuce. Pretty awesome. Huddle up with the legend Deuce McAllister tomorrow. That's going to be from 1230 to 130 at the brand new Cox Mobile in Mid-City. That's 330 North Carrollton at Bienville. Gotta love Deuce. Man, I come, you know, it'd be nice if we could win a autographed helmet. Yeah, no, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping up with the Cajuns game for anyone interested. It's in the bottom of the fourth. Caden's got the first two outs and then a hit by a pitch, a wild pitch, and a walk. He's got two on with two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. Caden's up 3 nothing though. UL's off to a great start against number 9 Vanderbilt in Houston. What are your, the expectations for the Cajuns this year? Make it back to regionals. I mean, that's that's all it really is. Like, make it back to postseason play. The Sun Belt, we've talked to multiple D1 baseball reporters, and they all agree. These are experts on the college baseball world. The Sun Belt is basically taking the place of the Power Five because the Big Ten doesn't really play baseball. They yeah. do, but they're not good at it. The Sun Belt is great at baseball. And that, it, last year was a four-bid league. I'd expect it to be another four, maybe even five-bid league this upcoming year. And as long as the Cajuns are in that number, that's all I really care about. Pretty interesting stuff coming out from the Combine today. Uh, all the quarterbacks got a chance to speak. Uh, Michael Pratt, another one, uh, two-lane quarterback, was at the podium. Uh, someone that I'm curious to know, maybe in the you know one of the later rounds, if the Saints would be interested in a guy I like think him. He's a day two pick. It's like what Mike was projecting yesterday. He's either going to be a late second, early third round pick. I would. Yeah, I don't you think never know what quarterback. I don't think I. I wouldn't expect him because it's also going to be after you have. And the Saints don't have a third round. There's like five, right maybe six of those top guys that may go in the first round, early second round. Like you're looking at, obviously, the first three guys with you have Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels and Drake May, first three off the board. After that, you'll have Michael Penix and J.J. McCarthy get picked right. early first round. Bo Nix. Bo Nix might sneak into the first round. I don't really know. If not, he's going to be a second round pick. And then after that, it's like Spencer Rattler and Michael Pratt. And I think they're going to be kind of those day two, maybe early day three – or. Day two picks, uh, late second, early third round. I think I'd go Knicks, for me at least, above McCarthy at least. Yeah, but I don't know how many teams agree. Because <laughs> McCarthy's <laughs> That's also, why I'm not a GM. Well, McCarthy's also a lot younger. Like McCar I think McCarthy – and I don't – listen, 
I've seen a couple mocks that project McCarthy going to the Broncos at 12. I've seen and him like, pretty high, too, and I don't get it. I don't really get it either. He wasn't great in college. When I look at him, I, when I look at J.J. McCarthy, my absolute ceiling for him, I think, is like Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I think that is fair. An above-average quarterback. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, you're spending a first-round pick, and if it works out, cool. I mean, he may be better than I think, but just from what I've seen from him in college and the tape that I've looked at, he's like he's he's good he's good he's not you know insanely great like he's not a a guy that i would expect to change a franchise day one now maybe he goes to denver and works with sean payton and sean payton works some magic and you know he works out he ends up becoming the franchise quarterback of the broncos because they've moved on from russell wilson that's a whole mess and it's and it's unright. i just don't know if i would spend a top 15 pick on him what's interesting you mentioned kirk cousins uh Going to the Atlanta Falcons, it's between, I feel like, him and talk about, uh, you know, Justin trading Fields. with the Chicago Bears for Justin Fields. I'm really curious on what's going to happen with the Falcons. The buzz out of Atlanta is all over the place. Right. I have no idea what's <laughs> going to happen. It's either going to be Fields and they make a trade for him, possibly trading their second-round pick, which is the eighth overall pick in the second round, to Chicago for Fields. I could see that happening. I could see them signing potentially Kirk Cousins. I could see them trading drafting up. a quarterback, maybe right. even trading up in the draft exactly. with the eighth overall pick. If they don't stay put and take Dallas Turner, yeah, the Falcons have options. Nightmare scenario, I think, for Saints fans and LSU fans, obviously. Yeah, they, they trade up. Don't say Select it, Dan, Jaden Daniels. Don't put we got to gotta talk about him twice a year on the other team. Oh, no. Yeah, that would be, definitely be a nightmare. Uh, Lamar Jackson 2.0, basically. Uh, a lot of folks, though, uh, including Jaden Daniels, doesn't like that comparison, although he feels he's got the, the speed of a Lamar. Yeah, he's outstanding as a prospect. And every time I see him projected outside of the top three, I wonder what these people are doing. <laughs> It's going to be one, two, three quarterback. I, I mean, even if someone trades up right. into the top they're three, taking they're taking a, QB, a quarterback. Right. It's going to be it, whichever way you want to say it. Caleb Williams is probably going to go one overall. And then it's either going to be Drake May and then Jaden or Jaden and Drake. Exactly. We're going to take a break. Be right back with more Sports Talk. See you right after this on WWL. Closing out the first hour of Sports Talk here. I want to touch on one of the texts we got on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line from 5143. This draft is so deep for the Saints to to F this pickup they, like they did with their first-round pick they did the last couple of years. Well, I don't think Brian Brzee was necessarily an F-up. Uh, we'll go with Trevor Penning. Looks right now not like the best pick for them. Chris Olave, though, it was also a first-rounder in 2022, uh, has been a pretty good producer for them. So I understand like, some of the trepidations when you yeah, mention a guy Peyton like Peyton Turner. Turner maybe Davenport. go back a little further with Davenport, too, right? Yeah, I mean, since the first round in 2017 where you got Ramchek and Lattimore. <laughs> it's hard to it's, live up to that. I mean, yeah, but there's there's been some definitely mess-ups to that Texter's credit. And, you know, once again, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm very happy with the idea of potentially drafting Brock Bowers at 14. If he's there. If he's there. We'll see. Going to get into some LSU baseball tug coming up next hour at 520. Cokie Riley uh, covers LSU baseball and football for the Times Picayune and the Advocate. He is in Houston covering the classic going on there right now. LSU taking on uh, Texas. They've got Texas today, UL Lafayette tomorrow, and then Texas State on Sunday. Cajuns up over Vanderbilt 3-0 in the bottom of the fifth, Steve. Be back with more sports talk right after this. Here's news on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.